All right. All right. Welcome everyone to the Coaching to Flourish podcast. I am your host, John Andrew Williams. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Lee Copeland. Lee, how are you? How, how are things? I'm doing great, John. Things are going well. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, so Lee is a, a, a graduate of the 1.0 Wellness Program and a certified wellness coach who has a practice, who works with people in transition, men and women. Uh, and uh, that's, you have, you have clients. You, you are, it's, the dream is real. What's it like at this point right now with the clients and what's it like now that you've been through the program, have the clients and are living that idea that you had post-training or pre-training? It's phenomenal. It, it really is. Um, I went back and listened to the vision recording I did for 1.0 and I'm doing what I said I was going to be doing. Mm. And, you know, when I did the recording, I thought this is cool. It's good to visualize and think ahead, but to know that I actualized it is it's mind blowing really. Yeah, I get tingles. So when you when you listen to it now, what? Do, so the vision vision recording is it's an exercise where you imagine yourself three six months, some time span in the future, and then you uh, record yourself, and then you can listen to it. And I do that quite often. Uh, my experience when I listen to them that are actualized like this, it feels like I'm living in a dream that I've dreamt before. Yes. What details jumped out at you as you listen to your vision recording and live the vision? <laughs> In the vision recording, I was pretty specific about my day and, you know, that it started out with a, a period of intention. And I, I take that time every morning anyway to just uh, kind of get my head on straight for the day. And so I'm doing that and in the vision recording, I was sitting in my chair in my office. And this is my chair and this is my office. Um, and I'm meeting with clients. I have uh, several paying clients and then I have some that I'm doing a professional trade with for the ICF hours. Um, but to know that I can sit in my chair almost every day of the week and do what I wanted to do, what I set out to do is, you know, it, it's very specific to that vision. So, yeah, it, not word for word, but definitely, you know, the seeds were planted and I'm, I'm watching it grow right here uh, in first person. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I remember way back when, when I had my coaching practice, back when we still uh, had clients in Southern Oregon and we lived in Portland. And I would listen to my vision recording on the, the bus from you know, the five hour drive and coming over the Marquand Bridge, which is the big bridge in Portland. And I had this distinct feeling that I was living in the dream of the vision that I had for myself how much do you feel like where you're at right now is dream versus no, it's real. It, it's all real. 
Yeah. I mean, I certainly have those moments where I'm like, is, is this real? You know, pinch right. myself, do a double take, but there's no denying it. It's absolutely real. So. Oh, Leah, I'm so happy for you. That's fantastic. Thank you. Good for you. Good for you. So well, let's go back to the journey. How, where did you grow up? How, what was it like? And what parts of that have you brought into who you are today? Okay. Um, I'm from the South. I was born in Alabama and my family moved to Georgia when I was seven or eight, I think. I started fourth grade here. Um, and I grew up in a pretty small town. It was pretty homogenous. And I always felt different. Mm. Like, or that where I was living was different than what the world was actually like outside of it. And I craved difference. And so when I moved into town, into Atlanta to go to college, I realized that, you know, this was a much uh, clearer idea of what the world's really about. There are people that are different than me in all sorts of ways. And finding that not only gave me what I was looking for, but it also told me that it was okay to be different and it's okay to be uh, someone who kind of does your own thing, dances to the beat of your own drum. Um, so it helped me fit in. And I've lived here, you know, for most of my adult life in town Atlanta. Um, I like it. I'm looking forward to exploring other parts of the country. And I don't think I'll be in the South for very much longer. Um, so I'm listening to the universe to guide me uh, for that part of my journey. But yeah, I mean, becoming a coach has, has crystallized that path for my future. And I didn't know that when I started my training. I set out to become a coach because I wanted to help people. I'm a helper. That's my, uh, you know, I'm a number two on the Enneagram and it's my core motivation. Um, but I think what led me to coaching was that I wanted to help people in such a way that it wasn't identifying who I was. So that was a big change for me to, you know, helping people because helping them uh, gave me a sense of identity. Right. Um, and I found my identity and now I'm able to help people. I think from a, a clearer place because I'm not attached to what I need in the process. Right. Cause sometimes that can be problematic if you're invested in the helper role of it has to be my advice or my effort or my mm -hmm. doing that helps someone. How did you manage that in your training? That perspective shift. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted it, and I think that was mm -hmm. the key part to moving or changing my perspective. Um, and I started realizing that in finding my purpose as a coach and my strengths as a coach um, and using my skills of uh, empathetic listening and being curious knowing my strengths gave me a, a better idea of who I am as a person. 
and being able to use those strengths and skills when coaching a client. You know, it, it helps me be confident in what I'm doing, but I know that as a coach, I have to be curious about what the client wants. You know, I, I, I want them to be actualized and understand their strengths and understand how their strengths can take them from where they are to where they want to go. So I think a lot of self-reflection and understanding of what I wanted and allowing that perspective shift to happen is what uh, has allowed me to do that. What did you have to let go of to get to that perspective? Insecurity is the word that comes to mind. You know, my ego. And yeah, I, I let go of those things. And you know, as a human, I, every day our ego pops up. Every day our insecurities pop up. But knowing what the alternative to the ego is um, or the insecurity, you know, knowing you can lean into your strength um, helped with the letting go. And a lot of vulnerability. When you're working with a client, where do you, where do you place your trust? Like, where do you, where do you find yourself leaning into? I trust the process. Yeah. Yeah. I trust the toolkit that I have and the resources and the training. Um, and I trust the space that the client and I design together. Really, it's it's as simple as that. Lee, I love your energy. It's very meditative. It's it can sink into it. Where where do you? Uh, I imagine your sessions go pretty deep, pretty quick. They can, yeah. Where what 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 surprises you about that place? The way it transforms both people. Mm. You know, I, I am working with a client right now who's 14 and I never imagined I'd work with teenagers, but I, I love working with her. And um, she is on the autism spectrum and has been told or felt like a lot of her life that she was doing it wrong. And in our last session, she wanted to understand how to work through a grudge. And so she talked to me about the process and what caused the grudge, what she wanted to learn from it and what her takeaway was. And as she shared that with me, mm. I was blown away by this 14 year old who used patience and compassion to process a challenge that uh, we can all relate to. And I said to her, your strengths are what have allowed you to address this and know what to do about it. 
And the look on her face was, she lit up, her eyes lit up, she smiled, her, she kind of sat up a little bit straighter. And, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people in her life who point out her strengths. She has a great support system. But to have that uh, dialogue and use her own words to describe how she did it, I think really empowered her. Um, yeah, it was transformative. And I, I was tearful. I didn't let her see that. But when we ended the call, I, I had a moment where I just sat here and uh, was very grateful for the experience um, and, and for the learning that she had and the learning that I had. Yeah, these conversations change lives. It's, uh, it's why I love coaching, <laughs> you know, what you're describing. What first led you to coaching and to enroll in a program? I was ready for a change in my life. Um, I've, I've worked as a chef for almost 25 years. And as I am approaching my golden years and, and looking down my nose at 50, I realized that, you know, I, while yes, I, I can still stand on my feet eight hours a day and cook, um, and I have the physical ability to do it. I don't know that I want to do this until I'm 70 years old. I'm not someone who imagines they'll retire at a young age. Like I, I love, um, not just working, but I love, um, exercising my purpose. So I knew that I wanted to do something where I was still helping people. I knew that I wanted to use my culinary knowledge versus my skills. And one of my best friends actually said, you know, you'd be a good life coach. I'm like, hmm, okay, something to explore. So I did explore it and thought, you know, I think this is something I, I really want to try, see how I do. And it just changed my life. I love I that phrase, exercise your purpose. Yeah. Lee, that's, I love that. Yeah. How in the past, in the past, let's say six months a year, what's been some of the biggest ways that you've exercised your purpose? Yeah. And I wrote my first blog post uh, a couple of months ago okay. and I used uh, gardening as a metaphor for life. Um, and in that blog post, I talk about um, the, the trans transitions I've had recently in my life and how I've addressed some challenges and really changed things to create the life that I want based on, uh, a pretty new value system and 
I said in that post that becoming a life coach is allowing me to blaze a trail for a career that will take me well into my golden years. And yeah, I, You make your mind up to do something and you do it, right? And for me, finding my purpose um, was vitally important to me. Being in a place where I um, leaned into growth and leaned into vulnerability and challenges and an understanding of how to tackle them is, is what has helped me find that purpose. What did you find surprising in your coach training? Um, I just got butterflies in my belly. And it's funny because sometimes hornets show up. It's like, you know, that sort of pay attention to me now energy. Right. And this, this was definitely not that. It was butterflies, which is cool. Um, I've been looking for a community of like-minded people. Um, I have, I have wonderful friends and we all share some common interests and, and deep love for each other. But I've been looking for a community where I could expand myself and lean into growth. And I had no idea when I started 1.0 and that first night that I was in class with Jen and Andrew and Suzanne and Pooja and Matthew and Amanda and some other people who um, were there in the beginning. I didn't know the community that I had found. And it is in that blog post, I refer to it as my CTEDU tribe. You know, all of the people that I have interacted with and come to know are a, a community of like-minded people and it's a gift it really is a gift and and I told Ashley yesterday you know I don't take it lightly at all so I think that's been my biggest surprise not surprised that it was possible but surprised that it really really did happen Seems to be a common theme of your life in the past couple of years now. It's not po it's possible, but it's happened. Like we've had this dream and here it is, right? This is, I always find this is a, the perfect place to leverage and say, okay, so two years from now, what's the, what's the big dream? What's the next vision recording that you're going to make two years from now? Two years from now, I'm living in Oregon, sitting in my office in my chair, working with clients, mentoring people, guiding people, coaching people, and uh, continuing to actualize that purpose. And there's growth there. I'm not sure what it is, 
I'm not sure where I'll grow, where I'll want or need to grow, but I know that a growth mindset is a vital life skill to me. And you know, so I'll be living on the left coast, leaning into growth and living my dream. Become a fellow Oregonian. I never didn't really plan on becoming an Oregonian, but you know, here we are. Well, if you'd asked me three years ago if I'd end up in Oregon, <laughs> I would have said, What are you talking about? Yeah. It's been gorgeous here through the last couple of weeks. <laughs> it really has. <laughs> so much here. Yeah. You have to pay for them though, the winters. Winters are gray, but if you can deal with that, you're good to go. Um, and this idea of purpose, I mean, it just, it, like your energy around, uh, there's some feedback on, um, your energy around living a purpose filled life. It feels so deep and secure. Like it feels how do I say it? Solid. Like there's this, there's a, a foundation here. Um, what would be your advice to people who are unsure of their purpose or wanting to gain more clarity on their purpose? I think understanding your values is key to figuring out what your purpose is. Um, your values and, and your strengths. And I know I keep saying that over and over again. I keep using the word strength. Um, you have to know what you're good at, really. And you, I think you, you have to know where your blind spots are too. Um, and if you can use that formula where you understand and define your values and bolster yourself with your strengths and have the willingness to understand and work on your blind spots, that, that to me is a, a, an equation for finding your purpose. Lee, you sound like a life coach. <laughs> Thanks. I am a life coach. Very cool. Very cool. What's it like to be in a community of life coaches? It's, it's limitless. Right. You know, you think about as coaches, um, the value we put on learning and exploring and being curious and embracing the life that you want. Being in a, a, a tribe of people that all have that mindset is, um, is hard to describe. But you know that 
there's always someone in your community who is willing to help. There's always someone in the community who um, can ask the right questions. And there's always someone in the community who can champion you when you need it. And those are the things I want to give back to the community. Um, the community has a lot of reciprocity. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a precious thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's a community that cares. Mm -hmm. It's a community that's generous yeah. and it's a community that's skilled for sure. And that's a really awesome combination. It is to be a part of when you think about all the skills and all the generosity, all those things that each individual who's part of the community brings to the table. I'll use a culinary metaphor there. Um, it's a rich, it's a rich experience. I had all these food chef <laughs> questions prepared, queued up. I just threw them all out the window, but I want to ask a couple now. Oh, just sure. Okay. They're fine. Okay. How is cooking similar to cooking? When you decide you want to work with a life coach, I think more often than not, you have something in mind. Much like when you're, uh, hosting a dinner party. You have an idea of who's going to be at the table and, and what the menu will be. And when you dig into planning that meal for people, you look at the menu. Once you decide on the menu, you look at the recipes, you make sure you have all the ingredients. And then for me, I cook very intuitively. So I don't necessarily use a recipe. I might refer to one as a, a guideline, but I really rely on my intuition in the kitchen. So knowing all the pieces and parts that come together that allow me to cook intuitively are very similar to the pieces and parts that come together when you embrace coaching as a client. Um, you know what you want. You may have a, a menu or a theme in mind. And once you know what you need to create the menu or find that theme in your life, then you can find the right recipe. And then you lean into your intuition or whatever sort of thing works for you to design the overall, you know, to design that big picture, to design the feast. I love that. I mean, it's, it's metaphor, the tension is powerful. Mm -hmm. 
What's your favorite cooking movie? Oh, God. I think Big Night is one of my favorite cooking movies. Um, I don't know. Have you seen it? I'm not. I this I I, I admittedly am shallow in uh, cooking movies, movies in general, but uh, I have a couple favorites though. Yeah. Well, it's um, it's about two Italian restaurants across the street from each other, and one's highly successful, and the other one's flailing, and it's about all the the people that work in the restaurants and their lives. Um, and I'm a quarter Italian. I learned that very recently when I found my father's birth family. I haven't known and, and wondered most of my life why Italian cooking just comes out of me mm. like the second nature. So my roots, my Italian roots are part of why I love that movie. Um, yeah, I think that's my favorite for a lot of reasons. It's not like a true cooking movie, but I, I love Last Holiday. With is that uh, Cameron Diaz and it's with Queen Latifah. Oh no, I don't know that movie. Oh, it's good. Oh, you gotta watch it, Lee. It's good. Oh, you'll love it. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you know hardcore cooking movie, but and it does have a life coach reference in it. Okay, I'll check At it the out. Time that it was made. I think it was one of, you know, it was one of the, not the first, but, you know, life coach references back then were rare. Uh, now I think they're more common, but yeah, she, she uh, thinks that she has a, I won't spoil it, but she, she, she thinks she ha has a, um, a condition. So and she has a set amount of time left. And so she goes, goes big. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's a solid, it's a solid movie. Part of that is she loves cooking yeah. and what that means. Uh, speaking of cooking, so tomorrow you're going to be doing a, uh, a cooking class for Coach Train EDU. I am. What's on the menu? So I'm gonna make uh, blackened shrimp tacos mm. with guacamole and pico de gallo. And I've got a couple of extra things that'll be on the menu, um, not necessarily part of the demo, but yeah, it's a, a fun, easy, uh, super healthy meal. And I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. Excellent. And so more information on that will be in the coach train edu blog, how to join all those things. Uh, and then last question, what advice would you give to someone who is, just starting out going through the coach training. Soak up every nanosecond of it. And if you find yourself um, unsure of something, ask someone, Man, I can't tell you, Antoinette, like I have emailed her so many questions I did during my training and she is, she's wonderful, wonderful. Um, and always helped me find the answers I was looking for. So 
use the resources that are available to you. Another um, thing I would recommend is lean into vulnerability. I think there's something really sacred that happens in that space. Um, you know, you're meeting in a, uh, a room with strangers when you start. And sometimes it's hard to open up or, um, I don't know, I think sometimes we wear masks when we first become involved with a community or, or a group. Um, but if you're willing to take off that mask and really be yourself and be curious, you're going to get everything you need and are supposed to get out of that training. That's beautifully. That's a, it's a, it's a good place to stop. Uh, I love and appreciate your speaking to that, that power of community and what it's like to be on that journey for six months meeting once a week. And you, you do, you share life together and you're coached and coach, you know, you coach and coach people every week in this cohort of fellow travelers. And uh, by the end of it, everyone's a different person. For sure. Well, Lee, thank you. It's been, it's really been a pleasure. I, I feel like your energy is so meditative. Like I could just sit here and just be in coaching community. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for this, this interview. And uh, I'm just so deeply happy for you and living that dream that you set out for yourself. Uh, and congratulations on everything that's happened uh, recently in your life as well. Uh, the clients, the forward progress and, uh, everything. Thank you, John. I'm grateful. It's, uh, it's nice to be in this community of coaches. Yes, so thank you community. Thank you for those who are listening and thank you for the, those on the listening to the podcast. This has been another podcast of the coaching of flourish. See you next week.